Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, and thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions podcast. I am your host, Emmanuel Heke, and I'm blessed to be speaking into your ears right now. I truly am. I truly am. I do not take it for granted. Hope you guys have had an amazing past week. If you're returning, um, I have had a very challenging week. I'm not going to lie. I had a very challenging week um, coming up to this day. Um, just, you know, some news from different people around my life just not being okay. Sometimes it kind of like presses down on you. Um, also, a lot of questioning God consistent of last week. But I'm thankful because I got out of it and I'm here today and I'm better than I am than I was yesterday or last week. Um, it's funny because going into last week, I talked to myself and I said, like, you know, every day the devil wants our crown. The devil wants our title. The devil wants our throne. He wants our victory. He wants to steal it from us. But, you know, I'm not going to let him have it. And I recognize I'm starting to really understand this. Um, and I'm going to talk about this more throughout the episode because, it's you know, the, the episode was inspired by this. Um, I'm starting to understand that, like, we are in a fight every day, man. And, you know, a lot of us look towards having a great life one day where we have no problems. But quite honestly, it's just like as long as we're on this planet, we're going to have problems and we're going to have challenges. And like rather than wishing for a day where there's no more problems, we'll have that after death when we're with Jesus and we're with God in heaven for eternity. We'll have that. But as we're on this earth, we will fight every day. I don't believe that a life on this earth without problems is what we should all be chasing after anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. I think that we have to understand that we have to get used to fighting every day. We have to get used to the idea that the devil is going to attack us and he's going to bring everything that he's got every day, every week, every hour, every minute. It's just what he's going to do. And we can't stop it. We ourselves cannot stop the devil from attacking us. So we just have to fight. We have to fight the good fight. Um, before I came to that realization this past week, um, I was struggling because I was having one of those times where I'm looking at the things in my life and I'm realizing that a lot of things are not the way that I want them to be. I'm realizing that I'm restless. Like I have this feeling like I'm always not doing enough. I'm realizing that I'm confused because I feel like a lot of people's prayers around the entire world, whether it's to get healed from ever, from whatever sickness that they're in or whether it's to be blessed in any whatever type of way, like I just feel like they're not getting answered. In fact, I don't know what the answers are. I mean, if you're a church goer, I'm thinking like Trump said churches go back to, you know, to... Um, everybody can go back to church, but it's like, is that the right move? Like right now, like I just, I'm finding myself in a place where it's like, I see that in my life currently, it's like prayers aren't getting answered. Things that we've been agreeing on aren't getting answered. And it's just making me think like, yo, I've been faithful to God as best as I can be, but it's like, I'm not, it's like, I'm crossing things off the list. But I'm not seeing the fruits. I'm not seeing God show up the way I want him to. Like all the things that I got planned, all the things that so many people have planned, it's just all up in smoke. And really, it's just been bothering like it. All of this that's gone on kind of in like the week and 
pretty much day to day past two months i guess it's been making it's been changing it's 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 been influencing my perception of god and the reason why i wanted to bring this up because i thank god because you know i feel like he's told me things that has helped me to get past that phase um is because we have to be very careful with how we perceive god every day of our lives for multiple reasons, of course. First, for foremost reason is because it hinders our relationship if we don't perceive him the way we need to perceive him, the way he truly is. Um, and I would even take that a step further so we recognize that it truly does make us unfruitful in this life and unfaithful in this life. I can think back to two episodes ago when I was talking about the parable of the talents, right? And remember the last servant, maybe you don't want to go back to that episode and come back to this one, but the last servant um, that was given one talent, remember he didn't do anything with that talent, even though the master asked, I want you to multiply, occupy till I come, um, where, which was really giving them the instruction of make the talent multiply, use it to multiply, to do work, whatever it might be. But the servant didn't do anything with it. The servant just went and hit it and then gave it back to the master after everything was said and done. And the reasoning, and that was bad because he was disobedient. And the reason behind the servant's disobedience was because he said that he was scared of his master. Because the master was an austere man, a very hard man. He doesn't pick up what he doesn't put down, whatever that meant. But what I'm trying to get at is his unfruitfulness stemmed from his false perception of who his master was so i can't help but think because sometimes it's really important for us to understand what the devil's getting at his game his plan how do we how do we know that it's not the devil that's in our ears trying to mess up our perception of god so that we be not so that we be unfruitful so i wanted to talk to the people like that today You've been praying, you've been trying this whole God thing out, but it seems like things aren't working out. You still see all the terrible things that are happening in the news. You still see the coronavirus running amok. You still have family members that are suffering. Maybe you've even had family members that have passed, maybe whatever it might be. And even if we're not even going to go that deep, even if it's depression, corona depression, COVID depression, maybe it's restlessness, maybe it's anxiety, whatever it might be. A lot of us are stuck in this situation where a lot of things are not going our way and our lives have been very much inconvenienced. And that might be an understatement. And I wanted to talk to those people because I want to protect your perception of the father. And I think the best way to do that, the best way, like whenever I'm caught up in this idea that look at all the terrible things that are happening in my life and around the world, how can God love us? How can everything be okay? The best thing that comes to mind is this mindset that I framed where it's taking God's word for it first and then thinking things through. And I've said this before in an episode. I don't, I no longer question things this way you know this is how i used to question things if this happened if that happened and this happened then how can god love me how can god say he loves me but this happened and that happened and abc went down like that that's how i used to think but this is this is the new way i think for a fact i know and i trust god loves me 
And then I think everything through that follows that. Rather than trying to, it's like something like called inductive or deductive reasoning, whereas you start from the beginning and you try to map out what the end looks like. And the other one is you start from the end and you try to map out what the beginning looks like. You start with, I know God loves me. So this stuff is happening. Understand that it's more healthy for us when we're trying to preserve God's perception, his true perception like his image in our head it's important to know to state the facts first god loves us god loves you dearly and these things are happening at the same time rather than these things are happening so there's no way god can love me because let me point out something in romans chapter 5 verse 8 it says while we were still sinners christ died for us You may be thinking to yourself, like, you know, all this stuff is going on in my life. And maybe it's because I haven't been doing the right thing. Maybe it's because I've been falling into sin. Maybe it's because things have just been, you know, I've just turned my back on God too many times. But the Bible says while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Meaning while we had our back turned on him the first initial time, mankind had his back turned on him. He said, Jesus, I need you to go die for their sins. That's why we were sinners. So I want to implore you. You can question a lot of things, but in order to preserve God's image in your head, in your life, start with the facts. And the facts say that God loves us. And don't forget that. Um, I think that we're in a time period where, um, like I said, a lot of things are happening, um, before a lot of us and, you know, this part of the, this part of the, uh, uh, message, I don't necessarily want to address towards the people who are mourning and people who are going through things like that, but this is more on people who are suffering day to day when it comes to anxiety, when it comes to depression, when it comes to sadness, whatever it might be. Um, these are the people who are, um, trying hard, trying their hardest to make the best of the situation, but it just seems like it's not working. Um, that don't really understand a purpose to the things that they're going through right now. I want to read to you. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 6 to 11 and if this resonates with you if you're mourning and all that different stuff then by all means like let it be but let me just I want to make that clear that this part I want to address towards not those people Hebrews chapter 12 I'm reading from verse 6 to 11 for whom the Lord loves he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives if you endure chastening God deals with you as with sons for what son is there whom a father does not chasten. But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them, but he for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness." Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruits of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. May God bless the hearing and the reading and understanding of his word in Jesus name. Amen. I've I've read this passage before, but I think that it's a really good reminder for people right now.
God loves those he chastens. God chastens those he loves. When you think of the word chastening, I'm not going to bring up the whole definition right now, but think of chastisement. It's 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 like inconvenience. It's 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 like rebuking, not necessarily punishment, but like rebuking. It's like a molding process. Chastisement is bringing you. It, 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 it's like troubles and, and and trials. But the Bible, I like how the Bible paints it because you know we could think of things that happen bad because things are bad and they're tragedies. But then we could also think of things that may happen that are unfavorable to us, but we recognize and maybe we don't recognize it in the moment. But in some ways, those bad things can somehow be used for our good. You understand what I'm saying? I love how they painted the analogy between, you know, our earthly fathers and God, because we look at earthly fathers or whether it be a mother, whatever it might be, when you're younger, how they punished you, right? Or how they, um, how they allowed you to go through certain situations, right? And you didn't like it when you're going through them. But now when you look back, you realize like, wow, that really did discipline me back then. Wow, that really did mold me into the person who I am today because now I have manners because now I'm more equipped for this, for this struggle that's coming into my life at this moment. That's the same idea that we have with God because a lot of us, you know, we, we want it to be, oh, since we are doing so much for God, we have committed our lives to God. Um, and we're praying or reading our Bible. So that means everything's going to be perfect. But do understand that there is a molding process that comes with being a child of God. There's a molding process. And if you're not careful, you will mistake that molding process to God hating you. Which is just not the same. We have to understand the difference between God chastising us and God condemning us. And I mean, I'm over here jumping from verse to verse, but there's a verse in the Bible, I believe it's somewhere in Romans, where it's, we do not, we are not condemned. There is no condemnation for the children of God. That's what happened when you put on Jesus Christ into your life. There's no condemnation for us. But that doesn't mean that bad things don't happen in life. But what the Bible is trying to help us understand is that when we are inconvenienced with life, we have to understand that, yo, it's not just in vain. Because I I promise you, and I'm there with you, it seems like a lot of this stuff that's happening is just terrible. It's just flat out terrible. And I'll be honest with you, it is flat out terrible for some people. I was looking on Twitter and... Um, you know, there's some people that say, oh, this whole quarantine or this whole COVID-19 thing, really the whole quarantine has been a blessing in disguise. Um, and then other people are saying, like, how could you say it's a blessing when there's people dying? But do recognize that some things can be like blessings and curses to people at the same time. Like do recognize that some things can be good on one side and bad on another side. Um, but that's a side note. But I want us to recognize that, yeah, you know, at this point, it may not feel good. It may not be joyful. It may not. You may not see any purpose to it. And that's why I love in verse 11 when it literally addresses that, because you may have that in your mind. You may really have that in your mind. And it addresses that. It says, no, now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. But painful. Some of you are in pain right now, aren't you? Some of you are not joyful right now, aren't you? The Bible 
validates that. Right now, I'm validating you. You don't have to walk around here thinking, acting like it's all good. God does not need you to be fake. God does not need you to cover up your sadness in order to make him look good. Some of us, sometimes it's we we don't have faith. And we have to acknowledge that, hey, I am not feeling joyful right now. Hey, I am not okay right now. Hey, things are not the way I want them to go because the process, like the Bible says, is painful. <laughs> it's painful. But it doesn't stop there. It says, nevertheless, after it yields the fruit, the, the peace, the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. It may be like that it may it may be painful it may be um um like unjoyful for a second but that's not where it stops that's not where it stops for me this you know preserving the perception of god in my head means so much i was in a place this past week where you know a lot of times it sneaks up on me because I don't know that I'm feeling like this. I don't know that the reason why I'm feeling sad is because I feel like I feel upset with myself because I'm not doing things the right way. Maybe I slip up or maybe I'm not working hard enough. Maybe I'm being lazy, whatever it might be. Maybe I'm not being disciplined. And then I automatically, the way I judge myself, I imagine that God is judging me. Isn't that funny? Sometimes we mistake our own self-deprecation for God degrading us, for God hating us. But the Bible says that that is not the case. Sometimes we have the voice of the enemy come in our head and he wants to make us think that God is judging us and God is going to rain down his wrath on us and all this stuff is happening in life because we are not doing something right. Get that thought out of your head very much so everything that's going wrong in your life right now can be allowed by God and although it may not make any sense and although it may sound just completely terrible look completely terrible somehow you're going to come out better from all of this somehow some way you're going to come out better from all of this. You're facing the anxiety. You're facing the depression. You're facing all these different things. But maybe God wants to teach you how to get through it. And maybe he isolates you by yourself because he wants you to be able to get by just with him. Because he's going to direct you to what you need at the at the right given moments. He's going to direct you to the right person to reach out to for help. He's going to direct you to the right verse to read. He's going to direct you to the right place to go and clear your head, whatever it might be. Maybe you're stuck like me, feeling stuck sometimes where, you know, it seems like, you know, you're working so hard, but then like you don't. You don't always get what you want from what you're working so hard towards. Maybe sometimes God is trying to teach you that that you have your goals in the wrong place. You're, you're, you're chasing after the wrong things. Maybe God's trying to speak to you and tell you something in this time. Maybe God's trying to grow you. 
Or maybe you're tired of the whole personal develop pep talk. Maybe you're tired of all of that, man, focus on yourself and grow personally pep talk. And you're tired of it. Maybe you grew enough and you just want everything to go back to normal. Maybe God is working on your patience. Whatever it might be. I don't believe that we're going through things in vain. I don't believe that people are confused. I don't believe that people are riled up. People are anxious. People are depressed just because God turned his back on the world. I'm a child of God and I'm still on this planet. God ain't turning his back on me. (laughs) Not on me. He said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. So why would he leave you and forsake you right now? He still loves you. And he allowed you to go through this. He loves you more than your parents, but he still allowed you to go through this. Shouldn't there be a reason? And like I said, it may be really hard to understand. And I think that, you know, that message may not be sufficient enough for it may not suffice for the people who've lost other people in this time. The people who are mourning. It may not suffice for the people who are really just going through depression. So I wanted to read another verse for those people. Another passage, and that's 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 10. And this is Apostle Paul. And he was speaking. He said, Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me a messenger to Satan to buffet me lest I should exalt above. I should be exalted above measure concerning this thing. I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will, I rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches in needs and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I'm speaking to everybody now. I'm speaking to the people who are depressed, the people who are anxious, the people who are mourning, the people who are suffering, the people who think that they're, that are hopeless, whatever it might be. I want you to understand something because remember, I talked about how we need to lay out the facts first and then we can start to go on with all the trials and list the trials and tribulations that we're going through. The fact of the matter is God's grace is sufficient for your life. God knew exactly the things that you were going to go through in life and he gave you the grace to go through it. His grace is sufficient for you. Have you ever thought about, man, I don't know how that person got through that situation. You're looking at somebody else. That's because God's grace was sufficient for them. Or you look at yourself. I don't know how I got through that situation. That's because God's grace is sufficient for you. We have enough to get through this life. So all the horrible things that happen, it can break you, but it doesn't have to because his grace is sufficient. I just want you to be sure that God loves you and let that be the fact that you remember. Let that be the standalone permanent fact stained in your brain that God loves me. So when they question you, how in the world 
Can a loving God do such a thing, allow such a thing to happen? You remember that, oh, God does love me, so there must be more to the story. And even if I do not see it now, if I don't recognize it now, his grace is sufficient for me, so I know I'm going to get on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, remember how much God is there. Remember how much God loves us. Let's go on confessions. Heavenly Father, right now, I pray over the listener that is dealing with a lot. Oh, my God. It's been tough. It's been tough for him. It's been tough for her. But she is strong. When she is weak, then she is strong because she relies on you, God. And you have all the strength in the universe. You are with her, oh, God. Strengthen her. Help her to know that you will never leave her nor forsake her. Help him to know that he always has a friend in you, a friend, a father in you, not just God. You're not just our God, our master. You're our father. You want a relationship with with us. We know that now. Rather than questioning your love, Because of all the terrible things that are happening. No, we decide to know that you love us right now. To know that you love us. And understand and be okay with the fact that we may not be able to understand everything right now. And be okay and understand that, you know what? It's okay for us to not like what's going on right now. But we will get through because your grace is sufficient. And we recognize that now. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I hope that that message helps you as much as it helped me. God is not mad at you. God does not hate you. But you are going through some stuff right now. And you are inconvenienced. And you may be be very confused at why things are going on right now. But do remember that God loves you. It's not happening because he doesn't exist. It's not happening because he hates you. He loves you and his grace is sufficient for you. His grace is enough to get you through. But you have to know that first. Because you're going to need faith and you're going to need God. You're going to need confidence to get through this time. Love you guys. Hope you guys have a wonderful week. Peace. If you like what you heard in this podcast episode, make sure you share it with a friend that needs to hear it. And if you're a person that likes more of a visual experience, Church Boy Confessions podcast videos are available on Unassociated's YouTube channel. Subscribe to our channel today for unlimited access to our video content.